0: you man we're getting getting into december we're we're almost toward the end of the year good to be with you today and uh we are talking about the second part of money and how the key to making more money and getting we're talking about the key to making more money and getting bigger verdicts last week we talked about how your money stuff is affecting your results in the courtroom So let's now talk about uh, how you can get those big verdicts. But before we do that, we're going to do a reader shout out. This is one uh, from trialguides.com Lee and uh, five star review titles at hostage to hero. He says, or she says, very informative for any trial lawyer or anyone wanting to understand people. New Perspectives on Human Action and Forming Decisions. Well, thank you, Lee, for your shout out or for your review. I really, really appreciate it. And uh, if you haven't reviewed the book yet, you can do so at trialgods.com. And please review the podcast while you're at it. Just give us a, a star rating. That's all I ask. You don't even have to write anything. Thank you so much. Okay. You guys, today's podcast is going to blow your mind. Because how you think money works is the opposite of how it actually works. And I say you, I'm going to include myself in that because before I understood this, I caused myself so much grief. It's just crazy how much grief I caused myself. So once you get this principle, nothing will ever be the same. Now, having said that, I think you're going to have some trouble with this principle. And if that's where you are, recognize again that that's exactly how your brain is wired. There is absolutely nothing wrong with you. And this is how this goes. Okay, so again, no judging. You got to use that prefrontal cortex to rewire your brain. And so it's definitely going to be needed here as you hear these new truths about money. Now, just to review a little bit, we talked about How if you have money stuff and you do because everybody has money stuff because our brain is wired for scarcity and to keep us alive and to keep us safe. So anything around security, which is what money represents, we get all weird about. Okay. So everybody has money stuff, but your money stuff, if you can't heal that relationship or if you don't heal your relationship with money. You are not going to ask for the big numbers in court and you are not going to get big numbers. And, and this is true also in your life. You're not going to make the money that you want to make if you do not heal your relationship with time. I'm sorry, with money. Speaking of time, they're related, are they not? Our brand new time management course, Life by Design, Master Your Time to Live Your Dreams is in uh, from hostage to hero.com. You can go purchase it now. Go check that one out. Very Very good stuff in there that's also going to help in terms of money because if you're not managing your time, you're not making the money. All right. So your brain is wired for scarcity, and there's three truths that we talked about last week. The first one is that money uh, reflects, it doesn't cause anything to happen, it reflects what is happening. That money moves, it is a natural ebb and flow, it goes in and it goes out and money comes where it's needed so if you impede that flow by holding on to it because you're so scared because you don't believe that you're worth what you're worth so you're hoarding your money in case somebody finds you out right that money won't come you'll stop the flow and because of that that last thing I just talked about how we feel about money reveals about how we feel about ourselves so that's also a truth that I want you to consider so today is all about understanding how to change all of this so here's what I want you to understand about money before I tell you the the big key in in um, making more money and and getting and and the big verdicts is that the way that money works okay is that it is received all of it the way you and i and everyone else gets paid is through receiving or receives money is through receiving maybe it's not being paid you know maybe you get a gift of money right now when you think about it this way it, it's kind of revolutionary because we tend to think that we make money notice the word we use well unless you're down in your basement you know printing and stamping it which i hope you're not you don't make Money, right? I don't even think you earn money because money is an equal exchange of energy or it should be, right? So think back to way back when we didn't have currency, right? We didn't have paper money or coins. The way that we did things was we traded. So, you know, if you had some yak milk that I wanted and I had some pelts that I skinned off a buffalo, we would trade and we would determine, you know, what the, 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 um, what's, uh, I just just left me, what it was worth, right? The value, there it is, of what each thing was to determine how much yak milk you get for one pelt, so on and so forth, right? That was the way in which that we communicated around money and which the way the world worked around money. But now that we have money, it's fraught with stuff because it's not yak milk for pelts. It's like, my value as a human being for money is, was what we've made it, right? Because we're selling, many of us, ourselves. Or if you're a trial attorney, you're selling your version of events. And so if you're not successful in that sale, quote unquote, then you feel personally rejected. It's just all kinds of messed up. But what I want you to recognize is that we don't earn money. What we do is we exchange. I offer a service Right? So, if you come out and you work with me for five days, and at the end of that five days, you have a transformation, what's that transformation worth? That's what I'm going to charge, right? So, I'm not going to charge by the hour. I'm going to charge by the transformation because that's the exchange. So, in that way, I haven't earned the money. What I've done is I've given you something and you've given me something. We both leave that interaction feeling good about ourselves. But when we start attaching all this other stuff to money, it gets really complicated. But again, the only ethical way for money to exchange hands is for it to be received or given, right? If The, the making or the taking, that's like stealing, right? The only, the only way to like really do it any other way is to take it, right? We know we can't make it. So if you're not receiving money, you're taking money that's not yours to take, that's stealing and that's unethical. So the only way to have money in your life is to receive it. Now here is why this is so important. The key that you've been waiting for and being probably irritated that I haven't said yet to making more money and getting big verdicts is so much simpler than you think. It is increasing your capacity to. To receive, it is not about working harder. It is not about working smarter. It is not about being charming. It is not about selling your version of events to the jury. It is not about any of those things. It is about increasing your capacity to receive, period. Because you can only receive what you are capable of receiving. Let me say that again. You are only able to receive what you are capable of receiving. Now, this brings up the concept of the upper limit problem. It's from a book called The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. And I probably will be doing a podcast episode on the upper limit problem. But in that book, he talks about this concept that when we hit a certain, you know, level, whether that's money that we're making or place in our career or whatever it may be, that we tend to think that that's, That's the top, and if for some reason we consider going beyond that, or we accidentally go beyond that, or something happens and we move past our, our our barrier, that the upper limit problem then comes into play, meaning we will do whatever possible to sabotage ourselves to bring us back down to where we're comfortable. And again, this is brain wiring. The brain is wired to keep you safe. So anything new, anything that's different, it's going to view a suspicion. It's going to say, that's scary. So let's come back to what we're, what we're meant to do. This is why if you have a, a case and when it first comes across your desk, you're like, "This man, this is a $10 million case. Then you start getting into it and you're like, I don't know, maybe five, maybe two. Then you go to trial and you ask for one. That's normally has nothing to do with the case. It has to do with your upper limit problem. Same thing for how much you think you can earn over your lifetime. There's a number. If I asked you right now what that number was, you probably could come up with it. I could never conceive of making more than X. There's your upper limit. So the key to all of this is to increase your capacity to receive. I was just working with a client yesterday, and we were talking about how most clients come to me when they have reached a certain level in their development as a trial attorney. And what I mean come to me, I mean work with me one-on-one. And it's, by the way, that's invitation only, or you have to be referred by someone who has worked with me one-on-one as as someone who should get an invoice. So once you get into that circle, and I don't mean to say that that's, you know, majorly secretive or whatnot, it's just, I don't, I have very limited time and it's, go back to my time management um, course and the podcast I did, I'm super clear on who I work with and why and and when. But once you get to me, it's because you've either just got an eight-figure verdict or you want an eight-figure verdict or you, that that's like, you got to want to get to the next level, right? And so what's so surprising to most of my clients at that level when they get to me is what they're thinking they're going to get in the coaching and consulting that we do together it's normally six six month program most of those clients stay with me for a year or more but what they think they're going to get is more skills and more strategy and more technique and yes they do get all of that but what the real shift and the real work that they do with me is learning how to receive an eight-figure verdict eight-figure plus verdict that is the real work because what i say to them is listen you've done the work you know the things you have done the skill work you've gone to the CLEs you've worked with great other trial lawyers you've got a lot of cases under your belt you know what the hell you're doing are we going to tweak and and shape and 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 do all of that with 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 what you're bringing to me yes but the biggest thing that you've got to learn is how to receive the verdict that is out there just waiting for you to receive it. That's all you have to do. And they're always confused by that. They're like, what? But I thought I have to work hard. I'm like, you have worked hard. Well, I thought I had to be better. You are good. This is a mindset shift, people. Listen, there's nothing stopping you from getting an a figure verdict except for your capacity to receive it. The tighter you hold on to that verdict, the more that it can't move. It can't come to you if you're holding on it so tight. You got to let it go. The minute you let go of the need for a verdict and shift to the place of wanting a verdict and even more so knowing it's coming and being in a position of receiving a verdict, the more likely you are to get it. I know that because it's happened to every single client that's worked with me it's a mindset shift. It's not a skill problem. It's not an experience problem. It's not a preparation problem. It's getting into the mindset of receiving. And if you're like, well, this is too woo -woo for me. You know, this is too magical. There's nothing magical about this at all. This is totally practical. Listen, when you are in the mindset uh, I have to get an eight-figure verdict. Uh, if I don't get it, then it means that I'm not a good trial attorney. What kind of actions are you going to take? Let's go back to the, the, the TFA part of the model, Think, thinking, feeling, actions. Remember, thinking feel, uh, fuels our feelings, which fuels our actions. So if you're thinking, I need to get this, I have to get this, this isn't, you know, I'm not a good trial attorney unless I get this, then you're going to feel scared. You're going to feel anxious. You're going to feel like you're not good enough. And what action are you going to take from that place? You're going to play it safe, period. Because you're going to be so scared that you're not, you're going to make the wrong move and blow everything to pieces that you're going to, you're going to, let me put it this way. Many of the clients that come to me have eight figure plus settlements they can make eight eight figures they can settle it because their thought work is the problem they have evidence that they can get the numbers it's not about the numbers it's about this position of what it takes to be in trial and get those numbers because if you change your thought line to that verdict is out there waiting for me to receive it. Then what is that feeling? What what thought uh feeling does that thought produce? It produces a feeling of calm and relaxed and trusting and all your work, your preparation, your skill, all the rest of it which you all have, especially the people I work with have. And then that creates what kind of action? The actions required to get that verdict which is taking risks, swinging out doing all the things that you're scared to do when you have to have a verdict? This isn't woo-woo, this is real. When you start believing it's coming, you produce the feelings that will fuel the actions that you need to take to get it to come. That's what I'm talking about. And that's not an easy mindset to get to. That's why people coach with me, (laughs) for six months to a year. But once they do that, they are absolutely transformed because they start to get that this is what it's about. Because when you're constantly like holding on to that eight-figure verdict as something you have to have, you're in a position of lack, right? So you're you're saying, I don't have it and I need it, right? But if you end up getting it, it's not going to give you what you think you, you're going to get from it because you're going to still be in lack. Because once you get it, then you're going to start telling yourself, well, it probably was a fluke. I don't know if I can do it again. You got to change that shit before you get it. Because what you think is going to happen is not going to happen by getting the verdict. What you're chasing is a feeling. You're chasing what you think you'll feel when you get the verdict, not the actual verdict itself. And here's the great thing is you can give yourself that feeling now in fact that is the key to doing this as you increase your capacity to receive you receive the love that you have for yourself you receive the confidence as you continue to go out there and do the things you receive compliments you receive the lunch people want to buy people want to buy you you receive you get in the practice of receiving building your confidence now Creating your worthiness now, living into that now so that when you do get the eight-figure verdict, which is on its way to you, then you know, ah, that's just another gift. It's not something I have to produce again. I just need to receive it again. My friends, it is so much easier than you think it is. So much easier than you think it is. So I'm going to give you Three things to stop doing and three things to start doing to increase your capacity to receive. So the first thing that I want you to stop doing is worrying. Stop worrying about money. Stop worrying about whether or not you're going to get an eight-figure verdict because that worrying is going to take you into that place of lack (laughs) and create the emotion that will have you take the action or, or go into inaction. Instead, I want you to trust. Trust that it's coming. Trust that you're ready for it. And if you don't trust that it, that it is coming, trust that you are on the right track to rewire your brain because you're here, you're part of this community, and we're going to help each other get there. Listen, I want all y'all to be rich as fuck. Why? Because money makes the world go round and I'm not afraid to say it. Listen, nobody in this life is writing for free. Nobody. And I have epic plans and I can't do it by myself and those plans are going to take money and they're going to take you. I want all of you to be rich so we can change the way law is practiced. So you've got us. So if you can't believe yet that the eight-figure verdict is coming, believe you're on the right track to rewiring your brain and managing your thoughts. The second thing I want you to stop doing is hoarding because you're scared. Instead, Because this blocks the flow, remember. I want you to start giving and spending. Not recklessly, but every time I have money, shit come up in my life, I immediately spend money. Why? I want to unblock whatever block is there. And every time I do, money starts flowing again. Again, money comes where it's needed. The third thing, I want you to stop criticizing. We criticize because we're jealous. We see something that someone else has and we want it. And we think if they have it, then I can't have it. There's that scarcity feeling again. There is plenty to go around. Plenty of money, plenty of opportunities, plenty of trials to win. Instead, start supporting people. Whether mentally in your mind when you see a win, yay, great for them. That's what's so great about the H2H community, the the paid membership. Those people are all in on each other. We support the hell out of each other. Nobody's win takes anything away from anybody else. Three things I want you to start doing. Start receiving. Practice receiving, increasing your capacity. Receive the compliments, receive the free lunch, receive the offers to help. Receive, receive, receive. That's going to make a huge difference. Start feeling your feelings instead of bottling them up or buffering by over drinking or overeating. Start feeling the feelings because the only way to really manage that is to have the feelings flow through that's how they dissipate and finally start aligning you need to align get clear on why you're here and what you do and what you do this work for when you are living your purpose and really clear about why you do this work and you are focusing on the things you love doing And you're in your zone of genius, which we're going to talk about in an upcoming podcast. That's where money really starts to flow. That's where you really get good at making money. Making money is the easiest thing in the world. Because you don't need to make it. You just need to receive it. You want to get clear on what your purpose is check out the time management course. Seems weird to say that's in a time management course, but that's really what that course is all about. Life by design, manage your time to live your dreams. That's totally what we're talking about when we're talking about um, getting clear and aligning. So check that out from hostage to hero.com. All right. I'll talk to y'all next week. Thanks for joining me today. If you benefited from what we talked about or just wanna let me know you enjoy the podcast, go ahead and leave me a review on whichever platform you use to listen to From Hostage to Hero. Add a comment and I just might give you a shout out on an upcoming episode. In the meantime, head over to FromHostageToHero.com to order your copy of my book,